Today we celebrate the baptism of our Lord. But instead of just focusing on the baptism itself, I want us to begin to look at the actions that led up to and the things and the actions that surround Jesus' baptism. We see Jesus in line with these other people, lined up to get baptized by John the Baptist on the Jordan River. We've spent a lot of our times and a lot of our lives in line, whether that's at the grocery store, whether that's at the mall, whether that's for different things. But when we're in line for a certain thing, sometimes we're very intimidated to be seen in that line. Because to be in that line means people around me are going to recognize me and I don't want to be seen in a line. While other, on the other hand, to be in that line means I am acknowledging, affirming that there's something about this product or this thing that I like and so therefore I'm in line for more and I want it. And sometimes, for some people, that is very shameful. I remember one story from a good friend. When he was in line to get the new PlayStation, he was kind of ducking and hiding, trying not to be caught, because that was his third PlayStation that he bought already. So he was, been in, he was in three lines, three different times, to get three systems, and he was so ashamed to be seen again there for the third time in line. But what is interesting and funny also that is if we look at being in a line, no one's greater than anyone. Everyone's guard is down. And sometimes you engage into conversations and meet people that you would not ordinarily meet outside or in any other circumstance or situation. But today we hear and see the same thing occur with Jesus. He's in line to get baptized by John the Baptist, who's been preaching a baptism of repentance, a baptism of conversion, of change. He, did not, he didn't need to be there. He didn't need to be baptized. But what he wanted to do was to be a part of those people. To be a part of those who were considered sinners, who needed repentance, and needed someone who was there with them. A companion. Someone who's there to support them. But we see also, which varies peculiarly, is the people that were in line to get baptized we're not the leaders of the community, of the society, but the lowly of the low and the people who heard the message of John the Baptist, who is willing to admit that they need a savior, that they need to repent, and they need to change. So as Jesus was in the line, he was not ashamed to be side by side by those who were willing to repent, to change. 
in that line, he began his mission and his work for the church to build up that church that he was looking for. A place in which dwells compassion and solidarity. And in doing so, he takes on our sinfulness, our weakness, to know and understand what we, as his children, as humanity, is bearing and going through and struggling. So in doing so, as soon as, we, as soon as he finishes his baptism, we hear that the skies open up and the voice from on high says, this is my beloved son in which I am well pleased. I'm going to put a pin in that real quick and move on to look at our own baptism, my dear brothers and sisters. Because in our own baptism, we too become sons and daughters of God. We too hear that voice from on high and said, you are my dearly beloved son, my dearly beloved daughter, in which, in whom I am well pleased. But in doing so, do we recognize God himself? Do we hear and recognize that we, as a community of faithful, we as the baptized are equal? We all belong to God. We all are sons and daughters of God. We are brothers and sisters, my dear brothers and sisters. We are all equal in the eyes of God. But yet we forget so much so in our baptism that we are sinners, that we have shortcomings and failures, and that we're called to repent. But do we really honestly repent and look at ourselves as brothers and sisters, as a family? Because yet so many times in our lives and so many times in our Christian journey, we don't see each other as brothers and sisters. We're all in that same line. We're all no different from those around us. We all make mistakes. We all fail. We all have our shortcomings. But yet instead, instead of following the example of Jesus Christ, and showing solidarity, compassion for our brothers and sisters, we in turn look no differently than the leaders of that time and say, I don't need repentance. I don't need change. I don't need conversion. Because we're not, we don't remind ourselves of the baptismal waters that we've gone through. We belong to someone. We mean something to someone. And when any part of us as a community hurt, we all hurt. I remember growing up as a kid, my dad would say that if, if he got the flu, he would try to spread it to us as kids very quickly. Because in doing so, the flu would just blow through the family and we would be fine. But he said, 
if we as kids got the flu and my parents didn't, they would be tired. They would be frustrated. Because as a child, you don't know what to do. You can't take medication sometimes. You can't really fight off the virus, fight off the flu. And so instead of dealing with it like adults, as a child, I would be fussy. I'd be yelling and screaming. But what does that do? That makes my parents stay up all night with me. That makes them lose sleep throughout the night because I couldn't sleep. Coming back to our own community as faithful, if I don't live out my life as a Christian in my baptismal promise and show people that I am a son, a daughter of Jesus Christ, we hurt each other. We don't hurt anyone else. We hurt our family. We see so much so in our society today, so many people turning away from the faith. And a recent survey was done and asked them why you turned away from the faith. And one of the prime answers for that is because people don't live their faith out as they intend to. People deter people from the faith. It's not to say that we're all here perfect, my dear brothers and sisters. It's not that we're going to be perfect tomorrow. But every day we're trying and striving to be perfect, as our Heavenly Father is perfect. We strive every day to live out our baptismal promise, to live out the faith, to build up faith in us, and to teach and carry on that faith to that world. We see at the rite of baptism, parents and godparents are given the candle. And they're instructed that they help the child keep that candle lit bright till the end of their life. And at the funeral liturgy, we have the same Easter candle lit, reminding everyone of their baptismal promise to continue on to continue to live out that light that much more. So my dear brothers and sisters, as we celebrate the baptism of the Lord, let us look at the gestures and actions of Jesus. He didn't need to be in solidarity and compassion with his people. He chose to. He didn't have to become man, but he chose to. For what? To bring everyone together as a family, to help support, to guide, and be someone's cheerleader at their side, to understand and know the struggles of humanity so that he can help sanctify and reconnect us back to God. Are we doing that for each other? Are we building a family of faith? Are we being supportive and compassionate to those around us? And most importantly, are we bearers 
and witness of that conversion, of that change by our words, our actions, and our deeds? Or are we no different than the leaders of that time? Not needing of God's repentance, not needing of God, and just leaving God outside and only coming to him when he's needed. Amen.